Ahoy hoy everyone. We are here today at Epcot for the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. That means, uh, of course, good tidings, comfort, joy. Uh, but for us today, we are here for the food and drink at all the little holiday kitchens that they set up around World Showcase. So we're going to see how holly and jolly we can get while shoving our faces full of food and beverage. It's going to be great. Uh, before we get started, I want to let you know this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no obligation quote. Okay, I'm feeling merry. I'm feeling cheer. I'm feeling joy. Feeling every Christmas cinnamon, 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 cinnamon. All of it. I'm feeling all of it, so let's go. Our first stop today brought us to Noche Buena Casino because guess what? It was the first booth that we walked past. But there were things on this booth I wanted to try, like the tamale, which is five fifty. It is a plant-based chorizo, plant-based cotilla cheese, and a spicy red chili sauce. And uh, I'm just gonna go in here. We sliced it up. It's one of those. Uh, one of those situations where it looked a lot larger in the photo, but hey, that's life. Sometimes, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't care for this at all. Um, I've said it in another video, I think, where like tamales are not my favorite thing, but we did have the tamale from Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I liked that one way more than this one. That one was a little crispier. I'm not saying the tamales are supposed to be crispy, but taking a bite out of this, I kind of remember, it's just a big texture thing with me where this kind of um, falls apart. It's very cornmeal-y. Um, and then um, I just, the red sauce, it has a little bit of a spice aftertaste to it, but I'm not the biggest fan of a red sauce. And this tastes like very much a very, like everything I don't like about a red sauce. So um, this for me is a no. How much was it? It was five, uh, it was five, hold on, it was five fifty. Plant-based, uh, I was going to say, I just wanted to double-check. The plant-based chorizo inside, I feel like, kind of gets lost in the the shell, but not my favorite. Not for me. A pass. I'd have to agree with Rhino. I do love tamales, and this one isn't it. It is mushy uh, compared to the tamales that I usually get from uh, Tamale Co. in Orlando, Florida. Check them out. Uh, for me, it's the red sauce that isn't doing it. It's a spicy chili sauce. Uh, but it's way too sweet for me. It just, I, I don't like the flavor with it. It doesn't all come together. So that's a little bit disappointing, but I'm sure there will be fans of this out there that do like a kind of sweet, spicy, and uh, corny tamale. And I mean, I mean, I do like it, but I like my tamales uh, usually with cheese on the inside and then topped with chorizo. That's like my dream tamale. But I'm going to wash away this flavor with an 81 Bay Brewing Company horchata beer. Uh, you can get a 6 or 12 ounce pour for $5.75 or $9.75 and 81 Bay is out of Tampa. I've been to the brewery. Uh, it's honestly, it's not my favorite brewery, but I have had a lot of beers that I like there and uh, I love I love horchata. I'm never going to say no to horchata. Mm. And I like that they're going with like a blonde style with it, keeping it nice and light perfect on these days where it's like a little chilly but also still very warm for the sun uh the cinnamon uh goodness of horchata is really coming through here this is a very refreshing beer that gives you a holiday spirit 
but uh, also the same time too. I feel like you could have this any time of the year, but definitely, definitely during the holidays. Good choice. Our next booth brings us over to Las Posadas Holiday Kitchen, and this is the booth as you're going into Mexico or exiting, whichever way you're going. Uh, but we got a couple items here. We got the giant tostada de chorizo for $11.50. That is a giant tostada with chipotle black bean puree, ground chorizo, salsa verde, queso cotija, crema mexicana, and pickled onions. This looks pretty good and delicious. Um, so I'm going to take a little bite of this guy. A little try. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, first bite. I really enjoyed it. Um, this like black bean puree with the ground chorizo. There's like a, the salsa verde. All that mixes together so well. Gives it like the slightest, slightest bit of spice, which is really nice. I mean, I don't know that this is worth $11.50 though. It's not, I don't think there's $11.50 worth of food on here. It's good, but I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's $11.50 good. But I definitely liked it way more than our last dish. So uh, I also got... Uh, what got what was kind of interesting to me, which is a horchata margarita. Can you believe this? A horchata margarita, thirteen twenty-five. Cinnamon infused illegal mezcal with uh, absolo corn whiskey, agua de horchata, and cinnamon horchata rum. I love horchata. I had a sip of Craig's horchata beer at our uh, last booth, and I thought it was pretty good. It was a little light on the horchata um, flavor for my taste. It was like a little more of an aftertaste. So I'm excited to uh, try this. I had to follow it up with this. Oh. Okay, that is really interesting because you really do get the horchata flavor. Um, I feel like I accent is coming out here. The horchata flavor. Um, and what the gives it like kind of an interesting twist is that mezcal because if you don't know mezcal is definitely uh, like a smokier like it's tequila's cousin who who never quit smoking so um, it, it's got that smoky flavor to it which is which is kind of interesting um, yeah I'll have to I'll have to think back to this one because again this one you know I mean it is the size of a regular drink I feel like but thirteen twenty five. You know, when you're trying to go to the booths, it's a lot of an investment. So I'll let you know when I get a couple sips in here. But Craig's got an interesting thing, too, that I want to try. And I would like it if you tried my my thing as well. I really enjoy the tostada, but, yeah, it is on the expensive side. But I like the spiciness to it. Uh, it's really good when you get that pickled onion in there, too, and that's that extra pop of flavor. I don't know. It feels like fancy Taco Bell to me, almost, in a way. And that's not a problem because I love Taco Bell. But uh, for my beverage that I wanted to try here, I went with the Holiday Cerveza. And this is a Mexican artisanal craft lager with black currant liqueur. And I love black currant. Um, nothing like a good old snake bite with black currant in it. Uh, the prices on this one are a little steep. Uh, $7 for a 6-ounce pour and 13 for a 12-ounce pour. But you can definitely tell uh, there is black currant flavoring, or not flavoring, but uh, coloring to this beer so hopefully that's coming through really strong i mean i see floating yeah. floating black currant liqueur in here very interesting yeah it tastes like a beer where you just dropped in a little bit of a uh, black currant to it so uh it's not anything that to me feels like super unique you could do this at home if you get black currant liqueur and then just choose whatever your favorite lager is simple and easy so i don't know if i'd recommend it here 
unless you don't have those ingredients uh, open to you or you don't want to spend the money to try it. But you know what? I'm, I'm not unhappy we got it. But let me take a sip of Rhino's little margarita here real quick, too. Uh, yeah, I like the horchata flavor. I think it's the smokiness, though, in there that's not, it's not bringing it home for me. I like a good smoked uh, old-fashioned, but the, the smokiness in a tequila drink and a margarita, sometimes that just makes my tummy upset, and I think that's kind of how I feel about that. So I would never get the horchata margarita again. Definitely get the beer, and I'd think about the tostada. We decided to stay put at the table we are already at for the Mexican Holiday Kitchen, and we are now trying Char and Chopped, which I believe might actually be one of the new booths this year. They're never new. It's just a repurposed booth, I guess, is the best way to uh, describe it. It does say new in the menu, though. A uh, couple interesting things here, a couple interesting beers, too, but stayed away from that. We went all savory here. I'm going to try the roasted porchetta for $6.25. Uh, I asked Hannah at the register, I said, what's the best thing here? And she said, the porchetta. And then on top of that, she said, it's probably the best thing at the festival, if not the best thing in Epcot and Walt Disney World right now. Huge praise from Hannah. We'll see if she's right. But roasted porchetta, $6.25 with lemon, parsley, salsa verde, and shaved fennel salad. The plating on this is beautiful. A big old hunk of pork there under all of that salad. Uh, the greens mixing with the browns. It doesn't sound appealing. I promise you, it looks good, though. Here goes nothing. Hannah might be right. We're just getting started, but this is now the best thing that we've had here. Not really a high bar to beat, but uh, this is fantastic pork. Rhino, there's a little bit of moistness to it, but it is, uh, you know, it's not like melting in your mouth, but... It's, it's how I would want this porchetta to be. Uh, very, very flavorful, salty, herbalicious, but then the, the salad on top is adding a nice like texture difference, crunch, a little bit of a brightness with a citrusy flavor to it. This is really, really awesome, and I feel like you're getting a lot of pork for the price, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this plus your dish. I went with the grilled Impossible Spicy Sauces with herbed polenta, Putanesca sauce and ricotta because I feel like it sounded interesting. I'm going to just kind of divide it in half, I think, so you can try some as well. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, we're okay. Thought it was an olive. Might be an olive. Might be an olive. Hopefully it's not. That's a cherry tomato. We're okay. We're, clear. <laughs> we're in the clear. We're in the clear. What did you call me? Um, so, oh, no, we're not. Olives. Found them. Ah. Oh, there they It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to try the sausage. For anybody that doesn't know, I'm not the biggest fan of olives. Like olive oil. The character, not the uh, ingredient. Okay, here we go. Okay, first things first about this dish. It is $6, which is wildly insane, because compare the amount of food on this plate versus what we got with the tostada a second ago. There's a lot of food here. Um, secondly, the flavors are all here. This is delicious. I do like the polenta. Honestly, the olives don't really bother me. The sausage does have a little bit of spice with it. Um, I love the ricotta on here, too. It's really nice. Um, and I really, really enjoy this. My complaint, I think, here is it's, like, a little bit of a texture issue because this is that vegan sausage. Like, I'm, I feel like it needed that little bit of like that kind of pop that you get when you bite into a sausage. You know what I mean? I know it's gross, but it's like the casing. Like just that little crispness to it. Um, but I don't hate it. 
I, I, I do really like it. And there is a lot. There's a lot of food here. In terms of your porchetta, it's very good. I'm going to be honest with you. That's the first time I ever had it. It is every, every way that you described it was great where it was like, it feels very like nice, light, like refreshing. And the piece of pork in there is like cooked excellent. Like it's so good. So I would definitely recommend that. Um, and so honestly, I feel like this booth is kind of a hit. How much was that one, by the way? $6.75. The, yours was $6.75? $6.25. and $6. This booth, I think, has the best... So far, I mean, we haven't gotten that far into it, but there is a, a good amount of, like, quality and quantity that are going hand-in-hand hand over here. So I I feel like this might be one of those, like, to-hit booths. But we'll, we'll see how it stays with us as we continue to explore this festival. Next on our culinary journey, we are at Refreshment Port. And over here, we got... The turkey poutine, which is described as one, well, first, it's $9. Second, it's described as sweet potato fries with turkey gravy, cranberry relish, and crispy onions. I'm a little concerned because when we Craig walked up to order, I was watching them in the back, and there was three fry boats sitting there, and they kind of took one and then went to go put it on there, and I was like, these aren't, these aren't very warm french fries. They're not as cold as I thought they were going to be, though, so... Well, almost fell out of my mouth. So let me go ahead and uh, take a bite with all the fixins. So it's going to be tough because these are giant. They're definitely not warm enough to melt these uh, cheese cubes like you like. This looks sloppy. I know your kids like them extra sloppy. I don't love this. Um, nine bucks, you are getting a good amount of food, but the cheese curd that I just had was like cold, like... You know they say squeaky cheese, and I literally could hear it squeaking against my tooth when I bit into it, but it was, like, legit cold in the middle. And then also, the texture of this turkey is definitely, like, it feels a little, um, I don't want to get into the McRib again, but it does feel a little canned turkey, or, like, you know what, you know what turkey I'm talking about? We get, like, yeah. is it where you get, like, the thick slice, and it's, like, covered in the gravy? yeah. It's okay. It's, it's not bad, but it's not great. I don't love it. Confession time. I am not a sweet potato fan when it comes to Thanksgiving foods. I could leave it off of my uh, Thanksgiving menu. So this is kind of a step out of my uh, my normal likes and, and desires. But I feel like we have to try this because the one festival I wrote off the uh, shrimp scampi poutine is going to be disgusting, and while it was, it was also really delicious. Maybe this <laughs> will follow suit. Yeah, shrimp scamp. You weren't with us for that one. I think that was uh, Panda, Erica, and myself. You skipped out. This is fine. Uh, there's, I, I would say there's a nice balance between the sweet and then the, uh, the salty and savory, but uh, having the cranberries in there adds a little tartness. I could use a lot more of that. It's, it's not the worst I've had, but this definitely is not the best refreshment port poutine I've had. I mean, portion size is great. You get a lot of cheese in here, and there's nothing like a good cheese curd and gravy. So there's that, at least. After the turkey poutine, we really hit a dry spell in terms of the boost. Uh, we did make a stop right 
next door at the Yukon Holiday Kitchen, and each one of us had a six-ounce beer. Uh, I went with the Playa Linda Brewing Company Maple Cookie Blonde Ale, and I really enjoyed this. Again, a nice light ale for when it's hot outside, but then it was just packing those Christmas flavors with the maple. I mean, that's, that's a year-round flavor for me, but it did have that Christmas taste to it. I'm not going to share what Rhino had. He'll talk about it because he's not happy with it. Uh, After Yukon Holiday Kitchen, there was the uh, Holiday Kitchen in France, which, you know, the smoked salmon there didn't look bad, nor did the roasted ham. uh, But nothing... uh, tempting enough to stop but we did get uh, recommended to try the hot chocolate martini but i don't know frozen martini i'm not sure and then right next to france you have lacayam a holiday kitchen and like nothing's changed here it's the same it's, uh, smoked salmon lakis uh the pastrami on rye a black and white cookie so we skipped that one and then in uh, morocco the tangerine cafe just grilled kebabs and moroccan bread there was a fig cocktail there with fig vodka and white cranberry juice but i have a feeling that would be on the sweet side with that cranberry juice maybe for the future uh following up from that in japan that holiday kitchen there's like a sushi tree that everyone wants to get but i it's i don't want crab meat that begins with a k give me real sea crab meat uh it it is a fake ryan it's a fake uh buckwheat soba noodles in a soup a sweet potato mochi cake that actually could have been good we probably should have thought about that oh i did we should have thought about that Mm, maybe Maybe we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see well maybe we'll go back around uh funnel cake there's a holiday cinnamon celebration funnel cake skip that and then we ended up after all that at the american adventure for the american holiday table this is where you get your turkey and mashed potato stuffing gravy Uh, but we opted for the blackened catfish with hop and john and comeback sauce i'm not sure what the comeback sauce is but i'm pretty sure it's going to be so good that they want you to come back for more and i have a feeling that that's what it's there for. Uh, then there's a bunch of beers here, and all three of them sounded delicious to us. So we did get the beer flight, but I'm going to let Ryan talk a little bit more about that. I really want the catfish. This was a this was on my list. I love a good blackened catfish. You know, I am from New Orleans, uh, so New Orleans. catfish is one of my favorites. And the uh, black eyed peas, hopping John in there, a little bit of uh, collards, dirty rice. It all looks pretty good. Wow, that between the uh, the blackened catfish and the comeback sauce, this thing is spicy. Ooh. And I'm like, <clears throat> I almost want to have one of the beers because it's burning the back of my throat. So good. You know, the rice and Hop and John are making this feel like you're getting a lot more for your uh, for your dollar here because it was. Let me. That's what the price was on there. I like put that away. It was six seventy five. I want to say. Uh, so not necessarily expensive, six seventy five. Uh, not expensive for the portion size. This is really good, uh, man. It's now between this and the porchetta for me, uh, Ryan. I think you're going to be really impressed. It's uh, is good. You liked this dish so much. I'm just going to get a bite of this dish before a sip of these beers, which sounds insane to me. But I don't. I'm not the biggest collard green fans. Fans. Fan but we'll find out here. You were not kidding about the spice on this catfish. It, it really does have a kick to it, which is really nice. And actually, I feel like the Hoppin' Johns and the collard greens and dirty rice, it really, like, it's like a nice balance because I feel like that adds a little bit of neutral, like neutralizes it just a little bit. But um, it is definitely a little salty from that fish fry, but for the price, I feel like you can't beat this. Like, mm. 
it's good quantity, good price, and good flavor. I feel like I would agree with you in terms of this being in the highlight of the dish at the end here. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to talk about our beer flight that we got here. So there's three interesting beers in here. We've got the Crooked Can Brewing Company Ba Hopbug. Now this comes from a brewery not far from here in Winter Garden. Then we have Three Daughters Brewing Eggnog White Porter from St. Petersburg, Florida. This one I feel like we try every year because they used to have a shipyard eggnog white, and that was like, I will still dream about that beer, and I forever will be sad about it being gone. And then finally we've got a Playa Linda Brewing uh, Company Peppermint Chocolate Stout, and that's from Titusville. I'm going to go up from the hop to the chocolate stout because otherwise I don't want to blow out my taste buds. But mm. I like the Baja hop bug. It's got a, it's a, if, if you don't like uh, that that hoppy like it's the slightest it's a little bitter, but it's very it definitely lives up to the hop. So if you don't like the hops, how's it in uh, in? Um, hey, that extra hop. Yeah, what is that? what is that? Yeah, super bad. McLevin. Yeah, I was like I knew it was, but I couldn't remember the movie. Okay, eggnog white porter, very cloudy this year. This is, for sure, a increase in uh, quality from years past. Not to not to not to poo poo on this beer at all, but I feel like years I literally had no eggnog flavor. This year, I feel like I can taste this. Also, I don't I don't know why in what world. And please correct me in the comment section. What if you're if you're watching or get in touch with me if you're listening. But the, I don't know what makes a white porter. I thought it poured white, and it doesn't. This is more looks like hot chocolate. That's not bad this year. It's still not as eggnoggy as I like. I want to be punched in the face with it. And finally, we've got our peppermint chocolate stout. Mm, that one's nice. This one's giving me a uh, peppermint patty. And I know Craig is very much looking forward to that one. So I'm going to be nice and let him have his pickings here. But I think I'm going to stick with that. I like the, the hot bug. They're, honestly, these are pretty solid. I think I'd recommend the beer flight. I know it's a smaller pour. But it was like 10, um, I want to say it was 10.25. I took a picture. Um, it was, yep, 10.25 for the three. So I would say, like, if they're, you're curious about any of them, give them a try. If not, you know, go with the bigger size of the eggnog or the peppermint. Over here at the Tuscany booth in Italy, we went with the Montanara, which is the fried house-made pizza dough with pomodoro sauce, parmesan, and fresh basil for $9. You get four of these things. We have a uh, local brewery um, not too far, a little towards downtown, called Dead Words Brewing, and they have sort of a pizza uh, ball situation there that will change your life. So I have really high... Uh, high uh, standards when it comes to this sort of situation. So I'm going to try not to be too judgy. I don't really see... Oh, there's the basil. I was going to say, I don't see a lot of basil. I'm just going to go in one ball at a time. These are pretty good. Um, they're like... It is definitely like a really solid pizza dough. Um, I'm not like in love with the red sauce or the Parmesan. Like both of those feel like very, very like kind of out of the can or out of the container but the combination of all of it for me i would uh if you were to come back and get these i would say get get some red pepper flakes or something like that put those on top here to give it just a little bit of heat these are these are good they're not going to hold their heat very long because literally we've got them came over and yes we do film and take the pictures of stuff and it is a little chilly but 
um, that's a that's a factor to keep in mind. Eat them as quickly as possible. But I, I like them. I like them. I'll be interested to see what you think. My criticism of it is, uh, in terms of presentation, you need the sauce on the bottom, and uh, then having you know the four pizza balls with the parmesan on top. It it visually looks very appealing, but I think I would prefer not getting those balls soggy and having the dipping sauce on the side. And you know that would kind of that would hurt the parmesan factor in there. But I mean, you can still put that on top. It's basically we're talking about making. Uh, you know, either pizza, pizza knots, pizza balls, uh, breadsticks, whatever you want to call it, and this is a decent version of it. Uh, it's it's doughy, but you know, it feels like there is some uh, some love that was put into the actual pizza balls, and I don't have any problems with the sauce like Rhino. Besides, it was again making those balls soggy, uh, but overall flavors were decent. Uh, Nine dollars, a little on the steep side, but. You know, if you can't find anything else here that, like, is calling to you, yeah, it's a safe choice, but it didn't let me down. You know, I forgot a little bit ago to talk about uh, the beer I had gotten from the Yukon Yukon Holiday Kitchen over in Canada, and that was the um, 81 Bay Brewing Company Peanut Butter Banana Porter. Didn't love it. Um, It was okay. Um, If you had said it was a coffee banana porter, I would have said, oh, for sure. But it definitely was very, very, very subtle on the peanut butter. And for me, my journey with, like, really getting into stouts or really, like, a lot of beers in general is from um, peanut butter beer. It was one of those things where I'd had, I remember where I was. I had my first one. It was Belching Beaver in California. And it was one of those ones where I was like, I'm going to try every peanut butter beer I can get my hands on. And I stand by that. I still like to try whenever I have them on here. And this, for me, was, I, I would not qualify it as a peanut butter beer. Just me. So I don't think it's worth the uh, worth stopping over there to get. But there were were uh, two other beers over here at the uh, refreshment outposts um, that I think could be go- uh, potentially worth uh, trying. So the one I'm going to try first is the 81 Bay Brewing Company. Great, the one the beer company I literally just said I didn't like. Uh, it's the, this is their cinnamon orange cranberry wheat ale. Now, this is $12 because it is, in fact, a full-size pour. Hang on. Um, hang on, what? Are you making sure we this have the right it. ones? Okay. Almost, we almost, almost drank Craig's because they literally are the same color, the two that we got. We got, we're going to try each other's. We're going to share, but here we go. Oh. Mm. I am very happy to report this one does taste like cinnamon. I would say the cinnamon and the orange are definitely more present than the cranberry. The cranberry, if you're worried when you're thinking like cranberry, you know, it can be very tart. It can be very overpowering. The cranberry in this is very, very subtle. Um, Being that cranberry guy, I won't shut up about cranberries. I would have li- I would like like a hint more, but this is actually a pretty nice and refreshing beer. So the cinnamon orange aspect of that is coming in real nice. I'm just gonna try yours while we're here. What is it? Yours is the Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company, a place that we enjoy, a brewery we like. Um, this is their gingerbread white stout, which I have not had there because um, I don't believe they had this last holiday season when you and I went there. Um, and I'm pretty excited for this. Three sips, and I don't think I get it. (laughs) 
it's okay. Um, I was really kind of hoping, um, again, I, I'm just one of those people, I like to be overwhelmed by whatever the flavor of the, whatever the, the gimmick of the flavor of the beer is. So, like, I wanted a little more, like, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, you know, all the flavors of gingerbread, whatever they are. I think those are the three flavors of gingerbread, but, uh, molasses, um, thick molasses, uh, but it's not bad. The, these two beers are, they're nice. They're light. They're refreshing. I, I thought I was going to like the gingerbread one better, but I think I like the cranberry, cinnamon cranberry orange one better. What do you, what do you think? What do you think? Give me a sip. I'm actually going to try the gingerbread one first just because I feel like with the white stout knowing it's going to be lighter and uh, the gingerbread flavors could definitely be overpowered by too much citrus and tartness from the, the cranberry orange ginger sour or not, it's not a sour. Awesome. It's a weed ale. Uh, but either way, the, uh, the the flavors of that I feel like are going to overpower. That's the thing with like beer flights. I a lot of times I feel like beer flights need to be crafted perfectly to have beers that complement each other because too many people want to like go with a really bitter IPA and then like follow that off with a stout, and you're just mixing too many weird flavors together. There, it's like it shouldn't be clashing like that. So. Uh, while this might not be the right order, it's the order that I'm going to do it in because I think it'll have the best results. Rhino hasn't been able to taste like half the flavors in the beers because he keeps having the wrong, the wrong ones in the wrong order. But that peanut butter one overpowered everything, so I will I'll give you credit on that one. And it wasn't even peanut butter. I don't really get it. Yeah, it's this one. In terms of a white stout, this one's falling flat. Actually, like the gingerbread that we loved from Shipyard, that was an eggnog white stout, if I remember correctly. It wasn't an eggnog white porter like Not it is it, now. It said it was a stout, the, but the handle used to be labeled Yeah, there. Yeah, it was always, you're right, it was always weird. But I do believe it was a white stout from knowing when we would go to Sea Dog when that still existed in Orlando. And... That, uh, you know, this does, as a white stout, this is not getting there. You're right. There's no molasses in this. It's just kind of falling. It's falling light on flavors. Like, I honestly, if I drank this, I would just be like, oh, it's kind of like a, I, I don't even know what I, I would know. consider I it. Like, it's not, yeah, I don't think I would say it's a white stout. I just wouldn't know what it is in general. So it's not a failure, but it is a disappointment. That's for sure. Now for the other one. Yeah, that's really good. That's uh, There's a brewery in Gainesville called Swamphead, and they do like an orange cranberry uh, ginger uh, a beer, just very similar to this one. Very, very similar. And... I don't know. Something about it, all those flavors combined, it makes me think I'm drinking like a Christmas punch. So I think that one is excellent. I'm not usually a fan of wheat ales, but that's a, compared to the stout, that's definitely the way to go. And I mean, I love the refreshment outpost in general for beers because you get the larger pour size uh, for $12. So for just a few dollars more, you feel like you actually get your money's worth out of it, uh, especially if the beer here is good. And honestly, I would say I would go with either. I just think you're going to get more mileage with the actual uh, the wheat ale because yeah those flavors they're working man we've had a lot of good beer today we've had a lot of good food and so we're going to make our uh, final approach 
uh, into uh, the front of the park and start to uh, think about everything we had and let you know our final thoughts. Uh, beyond refreshment outpost, we could still stop at China. They have like a hot soup, but I, I don't, I'm not feeling soup. We didn't stop where all the cookies and sweets are, but uh, we've had... We've had a lot to eat and drink today. I don't think I can do sweets. Plus, we were at the Christmas party last night, and we had so much sweets there that it's just I'm overloaded on sweets. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely we didn't complete the festival in terms of uh, the, the sweet side, but I feel like we got a lot done on savory and with drinks. So I feel accomplished, but we'll let you know what we think in just a moment. What to say about Festival of the Holidays? Well, I will tell you what. I feel like I was pleasantly surprised. I can't remember the last time I really did, like, sort of an in-depth eating and drinking journey through it the way we did today. But um, I don't know, other than that first tamale that we had, I don't know that there was anything that I feel, like, super, like, nah, like, not good about Um, in terms of the food. In terms of the beer, I would say the orange cranberry excuse me, the cinnamon orange cranberry wheat beer, which again, I'm with Craig, I'm not a big wheat beer person, but that beer was pretty good. I think that was probably actually the best beer I had today. The chocolate peppermint stout in America is also pretty good, but you can't get it in that full pour. And I do like to have a full pour because I don't like to have a bunch of little ones. I feel like I just like the one, and uh, but whatever, that's just me. But uh, I feel like Refreshment Outpost is not a place to be skipped or missed for that reason. They always have, they always have that one little secret good item that's over there. But um, I think it's tough. I liked the, the vegan sausage that we got from uh, Char and... Chop. Chop and Char. And I like... It just had that... It just needed that little extra oomph to put it over. I liked the pizza balls. I liked... Um, I liked, uh, what what I like? The catfish. I think the catfish, I think the catfish might be my favorite because I feel like it was, it was like that. I heard, I said it in the video, but it's like that cost, quantity, quality all intersected on that one. And I do like a good, like fish fry, like spicy fish fry like that with the rice. So like, I think that's one that I would, I would really enjoy, but there wasn't anything about it that was necessarily, I don't even know that. A lot of the things we had were, like, inherently holiday-oriented, but I don't know the history of the holidays of all these countries, so maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But that's, you know what's great about Epcot? You can, you can visit the World Showcase and listen to some of the tales of, of the holidays as you go around and then learn a little bit more about it. But I think there were still a couple items that we didn't get that were just maybe, like, favorites or repeats from the past that I would definitely come back and try. There's one or two more beers I definitely want to try. Like, inside of the um, Odyssey, they have... Um, the Christmas vacation beer that was the it's a butte, which is I believe like a toffee pecan beer um, that was like a stout. But I feel like the how many stouts do I have today of the the like two the one a couple and like I'm gonna be honest with you like I love a stout but none of them none of them were my favorite. So um, was the chocolate peppermint one a stout? I I don't know if it was a stout or a porter. I thought it was a porter. That's why I'm like. But yeah, I, you know what? Honestly, of this year of 2023, I think I, we were walking around and we were talking about it. And I was like, you know, I think that I've enjoyed eating and like having the drinks around this festival the most this year of the other festivals. So I think that says a lot, especially considering how short this festival is. I believe it runs until the 31st, the 30th, till the 30th. So December 30th, 2023. Craig, what were your highlights? 
top three for me for the food. Uh, first off, the porchetta, just because for me that had the most holiday flair to it. It really was very flavorful. This felt elevated compared to any of the other festivals here. Uh, appearance, maybe not so much, but flavors for sure. Then after that, the catfish. And to answer your question, Rhino, you said, I don't know about traditions. Hopping John is a uh, Hopping John is a, a New Year's tradition oh, to have. So remember, it ties in not just with, uh, with Christmas, but all the holidays in general. I'm not sure that, uh, that some people would be like, oh, a pastrami on rye is definitely reminiscent of Hanukkah. But, you know, there's a little bit of a leeway with some of the stuff here. Uh, then for my number three, it's really close to saying the pizza balls, but I think I'm going to go with the tostada from Mexico. I think that the price of that was a little too insane for what you got, but flavor-wise, uh, that just packed a little bit more punch for me than the uh, pizza balls, which they were great. It was like a return to actually decent food at the Italy booth, but still didn't like blow me away. And then for the beers, uh, for Wait, me, I sorry. Did what did you say? One, two, and three? Yeah. Yeah, number one for me was porchetta. Number two, catfish. Oh, then the catfish. Okay, then number ahead, three sorry. was yeah. the uh, ultimately the t- tostada. I thought you were correct. And then no, 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 no. And then uh, for uh, for the beers, I'll say my number one was oh man, I know it's not the margarita, so but that's not a beer. Uh, for the beers, I would say number one, I'm gonna go with the horchata beer. It was the first one, but it's the one that I keep thinking about the most. And then number two, maple cookie. And then number three, the peppermint chocolate from America. But we've had a lot of great drinks. And I know, I was so obsessed with the, the cinnamon, uh, cinnamon orange cranberry. I, always, I keep saying whatever ingredients I want to throw in there. I could be wrong on it. So uh, it was good, but I, I'm still like, in terms of, oh, I don't know. That's really hard. Okay. All four of those, I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. This has been definitely the best festival in a long time for me for food, for drinks. It's been the one I've enjoyed the most. We didn't even get to see the Santas. We didn't get to see Candlelight Processional. We didn't get to see so much. But we we did. We didn't even have desserts. So we do have a lot to accomplish here. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to fill you in in the future on that. But for today, it's been successful. And I think the nicest part has been uh, since Rhino was gone for the holidays, we weren't able to come here on day one. And I felt like today was just relaxing because of that. We went at our own pace. The lines were really, really, really good everywhere. We barely waited for anything. It's just been a really nice day. And with that cooler weather, even better. So I'd say it's a successful day overall. Thumbs up all around. Maybe just not those tamales at the beginning or that margarita. Those two. No, 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 no. Thank you. That's going to do it for this Disney Dining Review. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you are watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, uh, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comments section. If you are listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen and leave us positive ratings and reviews when possible. That's going to do it for us here at the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. I'm going to run before Elsa gets us knocked for copyright issues. I hope you enjoyed it. We really appreciate you. We'll see you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry. Yummy, yummy! Yummy, yummy.